Welcome back to the Modern Real Estate Agents with Johnny and Lizzie Phillips. Welcome back, everybody. So good to have you with us. Today is a day in August. Yep. Still Close August. to the end. Yep. Getting there. I know. I just set something on the calendar for September 1st, and I was like, that's in a week. <laughs> I know. So if anyone is thinking about their goals for the year, you do need to keep in mind that uh, we are in... Almost the end of third quarter. Yeah. First, fourth quarter starts when? October. October. Okay. Got a little bit of time, guys. Uh, but you do know that you are in a transactional... Um, business. Thank you. That's the word I was going for. <laughs> transactional business. So, Words are going to be hard today. We're both really tired, which I'm sure we say every episode. You're like, y'all are just sleep-deprived individuals. Well, it's true. We have a toddler. And I'm pregnant, which... I don't know if any of y'all have ever experienced pregnancy insomnia, but it's not fun. I know. Believe me. Really? <laughs> You're um, the reason I have pregnancy <laughs> insomnia. Thank you very much. So uh, transactional business, guys, you know that it takes 30 to 45 days for you to actually get paid. So if you want to get paid this year, then make sure that you do your business before And starting that time. October 1st, basically. If you want to get paid next year, you got to be thinking ahead for next year. Yep. I mean, we're going to be setting our goals for next year pretty soon. Going to have to. Mm -hmm. So that's coming up. And that's exciting too. Remember this year, we actually started the year with so much lined up for pending that it blew the top off of where we were expected to be. Yeah, for Q1. It did. We did really good at Q1. Q2 sucked. Q3, well, we're doing really well. Yeah, and and you know, Take that as a learning experience, guys. We had so much going into Q1 and we were busy handling those contracts that we didn't do our job in prospecting and getting things lined up for Q2. And yeah. there we go. Yep. But Q3 is looking good. Q4 mm -hmm. is looking pretty good so far. So, mm -hmm. yep. Oops. Thanks to you guys. Not really thanks to you guys, but I love you anyway. So I'll give you credit. Uh, I got another over a million dollar listing. Put that giant ass sign up this morning. Yeah. The, the dirt was so hard. Oh, really? Y'all are bringing any so... water? No. That would have been smart. Didn't think about that. Yep. Georgia Red Clay here, guys. Yeah. It sucks. Um, so. I guess it's been a little dry here. It has been dry. Uh, other things I just wanted to mention. Oh, well, I think before we get into things, we need to give an update on the Tinder Swindler. Oh, the Tinder Swindler. I hope guys. you guys love that episode. Yes. We, okay, we had so many people reach out yeah. and say, this is same happened. thing happened I've to me. I've had this happen, not literally to them, but a client. Mm -hmm. There's probably some of y'all that this it's has happened to. crazy <laughs> to think that that many people are oh, out there just... A well, what are we watching? The Manti Teo documentary Oh, the Teo. On Netflix. Okay, all right. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't the name that our Tinder Swindler using, Teo? What? Yeah, I think it was. It uh, was. Wait, wait, wait. No, it was. It was two last names, um, and I swear the last one was is. Teo. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh my God, it is. Mm -hmm. There's two last names. So don't you guys get any crazy ideas trying to figure out who this person is? So we have an update a little bit. Um, right after we shot this last episode, we were gone mm -hmm. for the weekend, and you got a call from. The, the referral client mm -hmm. of ours. Yep. And 
Do you not do you not know where I'm going? No, no. <laughs> she called Johnny's memory is terribly off. Sorry, so guys. she called him and was like, um, so we figured out what his real name is. Bingo. Okay. Yep. Figured out his real name, pulled up the whole background check, did the Like they they paid for a full yeah, background check like they, to see who this guy was. You know, I'm sure you guys have researched people online and you're like, ooh, give us this much money and we'll give you the real deets. Well, they went ahead and did that and they got the real deets on this guy. They found criminal record, mug shots, the whole nine on this guy. He'd yeah. been beating beating women and what was the other one? Oh, drug drug trafficking. Yeah, drug trafficking. Mm-hmm. Cocaine or something. Yep. And so they they had lined up to confront the the client. Right, not not the swindler, but the person that we were working with. Yeah. Like, listen, this is the guy. They were like, we're going to have an intervention. Know. That's the intervention. Like, there you go. Tell her everything about right. it. So so that was. I didn't know we were going to have an update yet. And then John, I was like, Johnny, ask her again how it went. I did. <laughs> so he asked her again. And uh, apparently, shocker of the century. Yeah, this girl's like, no. He said that's not him. And, you know, but it looks just like him. That's the end of it because you're not going to. Yeah. It's amazing how people can buy into these stories and they just, they barricade themselves in it and they don't care. They just, yeah, they like, surely they know at least somewhat of the truth, but like, they're just like, I don't care. Okay. Bad vegan. She knew. Yeah. She was like, "I, I knew that this was happening, but I was so invested that I had to believe it was true. Yeah, like she just had yeah, to keep telling she, herself. She couldn't walk away from it. She was yeah. just too deep. Yeah, that story mm. was bizarre. Speaking of stories, we're we're really late to it. And I may we may have already said this, but Ted Lasso was like our new show we just oh, watched. We love Ted loved. Lasso. That was so good. If you haven't watched Ted Lasso, my brothers 10 out of have 10 been recommend. yeah. My brothers have been telling me to watch it and I was like that looks and that would so normally, stupid. That normally wouldn't deter me from to not watch wanting it. to watch anything. No. It really was the best thing on it TV. It was so good. Like yeah. they just the character development is so good and how they change and so there's Ted Lasso. We love Ted Lasso. There are things I want to say about characters, but I can't because it would be a spoiler and, and I want you guys yeah. to enjoy it as if it was a newborn baby to right. you. He's there. He's here. He's in. He's there. He's, <laughs> He's every fucking where. Rocket. Johnny, I started seeing that in the front yard playing with Liam <laughs> soccer. I'm like, we probably shouldn't do that. He's starting soccer in like two weeks. I'm so excited. Uh, we don't really want our kids saying, saying the F-bomb at soccer. I want my kid yelling the F-bomb. <laughs> Definitely don't. Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> oh, man. Roy Kent. It's a good character. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Okay. So into the episode... <laughs> Of what we're going to come on and talk about today. What are we talking about today? So today we thought we would talk about something that we haven't had to talk about in a very long time. It's really interesting too that, you know, this is, this should be a commonplace of our business, but it hasn't been. This has been something that's been just like cast aside for the last two years. Yeah. What? So I titled this episode, wait, we have to negotiate? <laughs> I yep. thought that was great. <laughs> So that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about negotiations, just kind of scratch the surface Mm -hmm. of it because in the last month we have, sorry, some noise. (laughs) So dog just like turning around. So yeah, guys, the, the game field has changed, right? If you have been selling, buying or selling, whatever, in the last two years, you did not negotiate. You gave your firstborn child 
to get the house. Yeah. Like that's like what you were doing. Yeah. As a buyer, like you don't have any power. You're negotiating is giving the best offer possible. Mm-hmm. And the sellers got to like negotiate everything they wanted. Well, guess what? The, t- the time came. We knew it was going to happen. We couldn't have told you exactly when it happened, but it happened. We have turned that corner and now you are going to be negotiating with people. Okay. It is going to be your job to act in your client's best um, interest and, and on their behalf to try to get them the best deal. But you, you're going to have to come to the table and make everybody happy now. It's not just about making the seller happy because that's not what it's going to be. Yeah, I think, you know, we've really seen it, I would say in the last three weeks to a month, basically. I mean, anytime we list a property, we don't have multiple offers. It's not going under contract in a weekend. And when we do get offers, like the best thing we got was basically 3K under asking with 7,000 seller paid closing costs. Like what? Like what? Yes. USDA loan. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what has happened, guys. Uh, obviously, interest rates have gone up. Inflation has happened. Uh, people are are getting scared, getting a little freaked out, a little nervous about the economy. Yeah. So things are changing, which is okay. We're going yeah. back to a normal Balance, market. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get to, to a balanced market, which I think is going to be good. It's exciting for us to mm-hmm. to learn to sharpen our skills. Talk to you guys about you know sharpening your skills and negotiations. It's just something we've not had to really do. If you've if you've only been in the industry for two years, you've never had to negotiate. Yeah, things are going to be changing. Um, I think I said this last episode, and I'll say it again. Uh, this could be a good opportunity to open up your client base to some buyers. You know, we yeah. have always said just listings, and I still say. 90% listings. Listings are getting harder right now, though. There's yeah. a little more stress. Competition's going up, and it's just, you know, yeah, it's stressful. So we, what is happening in the market, and why are negotiations so important right now? You know, we've talked, you know, buyers have more leverage than they did six months ago. There's more inventory on the market. Mm-hmm. They can be a little bit pickier. There's, I wouldn't say there's necessarily less buyers, but buyers are just having more options to choose from now. They are, yeah, I just booked a showing right before we came on for a house that had been on, what, 70 plus days? Oh, I thought it was like 37. Was it? Yeah. Well, I knew there was a seven in there. Yeah, I think it was 37. (laughs) Big big difference. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. But that's the norm now, right? Didn't we say it was like 34 days last time we looked? I would say days on market's gone up a ton recently. Mm -hmm. Like people aren't in a rush. Like I've got a listing that, you know, I've been told I've got two offers coming, but I haven't gotten them yet. Like, that's been 24 hours. Yep. I mean, maybe I'll get them. Maybe I won't. Maybe they're just dragging their feet. They know we have an open house. So yep. yeah. So that's, um, you know, properties that are priced even remotely at or above market value are seeing low number of offers taking a long time to go under contract and buyers are not offering great terms anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. It's time for us to go back to the, to the old model of we need to start advertising at 90 market value. Like that's how we need to start attracting people. Yeah, Mm -hmm. listing prices. I think that's a really good good point is figure out what we really think market value is and go a good bit under. I mean, that was always the strategy before this crazy market. And now, like in the past two years, it's just been like, put whatever you want, you might get it. Aspirational (laughs) pricing. I mean, people were just doing anything to get in the house. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's, it's good because now, like both agents are really having 
both sides are really having to work hard for it. Mm-hmm. Like, whereas before it was like only buyer's agents were just killing themselves. Oh my gosh. Not only killing themselves, but getting paid less for it. Yeah. They, yeah. Buyer's agent commissions have gone down a lot. Yes, for sure. We'll see. I think they're going back up a little bit. I was talking to Rousey about it and she said that in Arizona, they're seeing higher buyer agent commissions now on some properties. I When I was negotiating the listing terms for this multi-million dollar one that I just put up, I told the seller... We are not skimping out on this yeah. buyer commission because one, we want them to bring us a buyer, right? Yeah. Like we need to incentivize them. And two, these poor buyer's agents have been getting dirt kicked in their face for the last two years. Let's not be a part of that. Okay. Yeah. We need, we are cooperating agents. Yeah. So let's, um, let's well, do I that. think that's something that now we're going to have to do. Like listing agents are going to have to cooperate mm-hmm. again. Sorry guys to tell you that, but listing agents could just be like, I don't fucking care. Give me your best. Like, Gosh. I don't care. So like, <laughs> but now you're mm-hmm. getting calls from listing agents asking for feedback on the showings. Like All the time. Oh, the yep. tides have turned. <laughs> oh, how the table. T- oh, how the turntables. Turn, that's it, turntables. What's that from? The office. office. That's yep. what I was going to say. I think it's the office. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's just going to be interesting to see. Now we really have to work together. Which and, is and what we should to, be doing. And, a, yeah. you know, come to a mutual agreement. Yep. I mean, I'm really proud of Jessica. We had a, she had a contract, her listing, buyers, they got under contract 10K under. I mean, that's just the best they got. Mm-hmm. And she negotiated it up a lot. They came in a lot under and they brought it up. And then they did the inspection report and it wasn't great. Like they actually really? did have like polybutylene pipes and didn't know it. So the buyers came back and they were like, well, we want, eight to 10,000 off the price. And her clients were like, no, we already gave you 10 K off the price to start. So like that's some of it. They got the septic pumped. And so I was like, well, let's, let's, let's dissect these, these Mm -hmm. buyers. They have a contingency to sell their home. Their house is under contract. They don't have time to go find another house. And there you go. So let's think through, do we really think they're going to walk? And so we got them down to 2000. So, I mean, it's just trying to find, you know, know when you can negotiate hard mm-hmm. and know when you're like, guys, we got to take it. Like, this is the best we're going to get. We do not want to have to go back on market sure. because we got to disclose all these things now, which that was part of the thing is like, yeah, we don't definitely don't want to have to go back on market. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we're not giving up $10,000 more because some pipes might fail, which but, to be fair, they really, that was a big deal. I mean, it is, but we had a guy down the road. We sold his yeah. house and he had his whole house re- plumbed re- for like 1500 bucks, didn't he? No, it was like 4000 Was it really? Yeah, he got quoted like twelve. Guys, do not listen to my numbers today. Apparently my numbers are shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, were the, okay, the $2,000, was that off the list price or was that off of some of the concessions? It was closing costs, yeah. Yeah, guys. Just to make it easier. Do not... Um, neglect the power of seller paid closing costs. I had one that I closed last week, maybe earlier. What's, it, what's today? Saturday. Yeah, I closed it this week. Um, at the last minute, we had to change the list price 5000 more and then offer 5000 in seller paid closing costs because someone screwed up at the loan office and they didn't have enough cash to close. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Was that... That was Warhill, Warpath. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. You didn't tell me about that. So we had to mark it up $5,000 the day before. Did it appraise at that? Uh, yeah, it appraised. Oh, okay. Yep. That's good. Right? 
Well, that, I've heard of that where like, okay, if it appraises higher then you can, mm-hmm. then you can raise the purchase price and get some closing costs. So that's what we ended up doing there. Interesting. <laughs> Otherwise it wouldn't have closed. Yeah. You didn't have the cash. Dang. Well, mm-hmm. that's lucky. Um, okay. So now we're talking about how to negotiate when representing the buyer. Um, like we've said, seller paid closing costs are a thing again. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I, I told you, we have this one that's under contract, 10K under, basically net 10K under because of the 7,000 seller paid closing costs. That's a lot. These people are going to put nothing down. Basically, they're going to put a couple thousand down. That's awesome. Because they're doing USDA. Like there, oh, there's yeah. a lot of people who think, okay, the only way to get into a house is conventional now, but now FHAs are back, USDAs sure. are back, VAs might be back. Well, even back in the heyday, I, I was closing FHAs. Yeah. I was. Yeah, I mean, I've closed a lot of them. So I think that that's good that these first-time home buyers who have been neglected mm-hmm. and put to the side, like guys, talk to your clients and be like, hey, we might actually get seller paid closing costs. Look at your numbers in your market, guys. Because sure. we, we've looked into ours, we know them detailed in and out every single month first of the month we're looking at them and we're figuring out okay what what's the market telling us this month and when you're looking at uh, comps don't neglect to look for seller paid closing costs like those should show uh, in the closing like for notes. other other mm-hmm. properties are are they paying seller paid closing I've costs? I've seen it yeah. a lot lately and I'm like huh okay yeah. sneaky bastards well and I think it's something that does happen in due diligence you know like instead of doing repairs Oh yeah, absolutely. They just do the seller paid closing costs during due diligence. I have so you'll seen see a lot so of that. So much, yes. Not traditionally in an offer, but. Mm-hmm. So, um, you don't have to offer an appraisal gap anymore. I haven't seen an appraisal I gap offer in, that in so a couple now. months now. Yep, those are out. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. Those that was like out. a almost a mandatory. I, wasn't it six months ago? Back in Gosh. February, we sold a house that we probably had ten offers that had appraisal gaps. February. I don't know where these people got that cash from. That's crazy. That stimmy money is what that was. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and talk to your buyer clients and say, you know, if there's no other offers on the table, it's been on the market for a little while. Let's, let's lowball a little bit. I mean, yeah. If there's no offer on the table, there's no reason to not to offer not. low and then see if, you know, see if they'll play ball. Right. Mm-hmm. And if they want, if they're not going to, okay, come back to the table with something more realistic. Yeah. Um, I still wouldn't say come in $50,000 no. or anything. <laughs> well, and that's something that I was going to make a point to say is like sellers are coming off of a hot market. Like they're coming off this mindset and it's hard for them to see, mm-hmm. oh wait, we can't just get all these things that we want on our side. Like yep. they're, they're also, they're going through a bit of a reality check. They are. I was doing cold calls and a, another agent was watching me do it, Geo. And I got off a phone call and I was explaining to him what I said and why I said it. He goes, I can't believe you get into the psyche of these people. It really is, guys. You have to put yourself in their heads. Remember that they are coming off this giant seller's market and you have to, they have to be coached. They yeah. don't know the market the they way we do. They are not the professionals. Exactly. That's why you're a professional. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do your job. Do your job. Do your job. Um, Something else is contingencies to sell a home are back again, but make sure that their house is listed and under contract before you place offers. Because 
I mean, going back to Jessica's listing, she got an offer that was contingent upon the sale of a house, but that the house wasn't even listed. And the clients were like, no chance. No. And, and so they accepted another one that was already through due diligence. Uh, much better. And you need to know that it's going to be priced to sell. Yeah. Right? How do you know that that pricing is accurate? My you God, don't. no. Absolutely not. Because we're all guessing right now as far as pricing. Like I listed this property that I thought we were going to get a lot of action on. We priced it almost a little bit low. One one showing, one offer. <laughs> but you got a one offer out of that one showing. One showing so we'll take one it. Offer. That's I what was you like, need. We will take it. <laughs> I've had a couple requests since then, but. I'm still kind of upset that you got that under contract before my great listing. We have this great listing that. Gorgeous. It's just, we can't get it. We can't get anyone to bite. I think I talked to an agent last night who was with her agent and she was like, well, is there any room? And I'm like, show us what you got and we'll see if there's room. Yeah. She called me back 10 minutes later and she's like, okay, I couldn't say it in front of this client, but I have another client that I really want this house for. <laughs> like, That's okay, so come funny. On. <laughs> is she showing it? Uh, so the uh, second client is in New York. Oh. So it'd be like a virtual, I think. Oh, well, maybe. But whatever. I saw showing, so it's on our street. I saw us showing this morning and I was like, do you look nice? I'm like staring I down as I drive by. Cause like we keep bringing so far, we've brought in some pretty good neighbors for all the listings that we've sold. So I'm I, like, I hate to lose good neighbors. Yeah. We've lost really good neighbors. But as long as we bring in good people, it's, yeah. it's, it's like but a wash. So far the, the two we've brought in have been really good. So we're like, okay, let's make it three for three. And at least people will be happy with us as bringing in good, good, uh, I'll tell you what good though, neighbors. none of our new neighbors have given away beer. Like the hackers did. Yeah. The hackers were great. They were they were the best neighbors, no doubt. Um, um, talking about repairs, that's something that, you know, buyers are getting repairs mm-hmm. paid for, either repairs done or a credit. So talk to your clients, but buyers and make sure like they're realistic about say, you know, again, sellers are coming off this hot yep. market. They don't know that they're gonna have to be paying for X, Y, and Z to be done for a house for repairs. So make sure that you're talking to your buyers about like, look, this inspection report is for major Mm -hmm. items only. Make sure they still understand that concept because you don't want to get into a situation where your buyers are asking for a thousand things and the sellers are just pissed and they don't want to do anything then. I got one of those not long ago and I called the agent back. I was like, what is this? What is this? Like, I'm not going to present this to my client. Right. Yes. Um, And I think that that's where you have to coach your clients and saying like, look guys, think about if you were in the seller's shoes mm -hmm. and they got a list of 20 things that they wanted that you, they wanted to be done to your house. What would you say? You'd be like, fuck you. Bingo eat dirt. I'm not doing anything then. And cause you're getting greedy. That's what sellers are going to start yeah. saying. And that, I remember this from the previous market is like, you got to still be realistic with your repairs. Like if they are major things that like, no, that makes sense. Like this polybutylene mm-hmm. pipes, like, yeah, they got to give some concessions for that. Like Definitely. there's no way around that. Yeah. But if it's like, Oh, replace the light socket covers. Cause it's cracked. Like figure it out when you buy the Absolutely. house. For sure. So make sure you're really having those expectation conversations up front with your clients because we, you guys have to be watching your market and having those conversations as it changes. You know, you may have been working with a buyer for six months and we're in a totally different mm-hmm. market than we were six months ago. Definitely. So update those expectation conversations. And as you're looking at these inspection reports and asking for repairs, I would be thinking two steps ahead if I were you. And I would be thinking, okay, so do we really want these made or can we figure this out in cash at the table? Is that something we can do? 
Oh, I a thousand percent never recommend you having the seller do repairs. Well, okay. Yeah. Cause they could be shitty repairs for one and not do what you wanted to do. It, ugh, no, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Did I have this somewhere else? I don't know. Did you? I'm so confused by my notes, but uh, whatever. We haven't gotten to sellers yet. Have we? I don't feel like we did sellers. No, sorry. I'm talking about sellers yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired and confused these days. I don't know what's up and down. Dazed and confused. Um. Okay. So yeah. How to negotiate then when representing the seller. Make sure your clients know that the market has changed and buyers have more power. Know the market numbers in your market. I've been talking about sellers a little bit this time, but eh, we weave in. We just out. go back and forth. Um, make sure they're aware that they might have to pay closing costs. So you've got this—the flip side of everything to mm-hmm. your clients. It's setting the expectations up front, so everyone's on the same page. They're not surprised when they're like, "What is this ten thousand dollars seller paid closing costs?" Like, mm-hmm. oh well, we talked about that in the beginning. Remember, buyers are getting closing costs now. It's just part of it. Maybe we can ask yep. them to increase the price, purchase price to offset it a little bit. I cannot emphasize how important it is to have pre-conversations with your clients. Anything that can come up, have that, Tell com- about it. Yeah, have that conversation at the beginning. Uh, like this, this big uh, listing that I keep referencing. I've, al- I've already had the conversation of, okay, we may have to drop this price $2,500 in the first 30 days. Okay, mm-hmm. just so you know. 2500 I'm sorry, 250000 Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. <laughs> but y'all, yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a listing that's going to probably get dropped a lot pretty fast. I think it'll go for two, two and a half. I think it'll go for one and a half. I think it's a double overpriced right now, but that's fine. Right. I think everything Donnie does is overpriced. And look at us now, people. Look at us now. Yeah, look at us now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we talked about this. Make sure the buyer agent commission is higher. You know, we might be going back to 3% commissions. We're doing, sorry, I didn't mean to play footsie with you, but if I you want to play footsie, we can play footsie. It's not footsie I want to play. <laughs> okay. Uh, make sure that they're like at least decent. Don't do 2%. Like no one's going to show your house or push your house. Oh, we're talking about the buyer sites. Yeah. Stop. What? You no, know, we're talking about the seller side. I mean, oh, oh, the seller's dictating what the buyer's agent commission yes, is. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, stop screwing buyer's agents. Yeah. It's bad negotiating. Um, I mean, it already puts a negative... You got to think about that. It already puts a bit of a negative taste in the buyer's agent's mouth. Yeah, like, absolutely. I'm working for less and mm-hmm. they're just kind of annoyed about it. So they're probably not going to be as nice to work with. Agreed. You're kind of shooting yourself in the foot there too by doing... I mean, you can't always dictate the commission. Your clients, you've got to go for that, but... Um, this is something I think is actually really important is have the seller repair as much as possible prior to listing. So there isn't a lengthy list of items. The buyer is going to ask for them to repair by a licensed professional. Mm-hmm. The amount of money that you can drop by you fixing it, getting a handyman to fix something and versus the amount of money you're going to pay for a licensed professional. If the buyers want you to actually do these repairs is night and day or the seller concessions on a repair that they're going to have to pay a licensed professional to do. Yeah. Um, I, I've made this mistake a couple different times. Sellers be like, Hey, should I go ahead and do this? And I'm like, uh, no, don't do it yet. Wait and see if it comes up from it now. It always comes up from now on guys. Yeah. Just, just freaking do it. It's I mean, if it's little this way. things, if it's little things that you know are going to show up, like go ahead and take care mm-hmm. of them. If you, especially if you, you're handy, you have a family member that's handy, like have someone take care of it so that you're not having to pay a thousand dollars for something that costs 50. For sure. Absolutely. I have, um, deck boards keep coming up for me and clients. I feel like. 
Yeah. Yeah. If there are deck boards that are soft, replace the deck boards. They're like 12 bucks. Just, just do it. Oh, so you mean like the hole in our deck that I just shared on Instagram yesterday? That um, should be replaced. Do you know where Home Depot is? I'm pregnant. Oh, Jesus. I've been telling you to do this for two years. <laughs> Actually, it's a little embarrassing. We had someone over at our house and just I posted this photo. Just tell them to step no, no, no. the hole. God. I posted this and she was like, oh, so it hasn't changed in two years. I'm like, nope, it hasn't. For all the time I spend at Home Depot, you think I could just bring home the board? Two two deck boards. It's two decking boards. Did you buy decking boards yesterday? I feel like you did. Uh, I bought plywood, pressure treated, no less. Could have put that there and it'd be better than what it is currently. <laughs> move on, move on. Oh, I think we're, we're there at the end. Oh, we're yeah. there. Sorry. But I think this is just a good reminder of like, okay, guys, let's let's go back to negotiations. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe there's what's the what's the book? Never split the difference. Is that one of the yeah, negotiation never split books? The difference. Um, so like start reading some negotiating books. Figure out how you can really help your clients get what they want, get what they need, and be a really good negotiator. That is a great tip, actually. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, well, should we take the next 14 days and read some negotiating books and come back to the table and be like, guys, you would not believe what we learned. Yeah, we're probably gonna be like, oh, we've got, we we really know how to negotiate now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I I did some, I did a lot more negotiating in the beginning, so I learned to negotiate a ton. I use you as a resource all the time. Yeah, I'm I'm tough though. I'm I'm really tough. Um, I know you should have heard what the sign girl said about you yesterday. Why? What'd she say? I forgot what the context was, but I was like, yeah, you got to take that up with my wife. And she goes, I've met your wife. She is beautiful and she is What's tough. That is, the funniest <laughs> part about this is the other day, is that the girl always has her hair in a ponytail? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So she and I stood there and talked for like probably five or 10 minutes about helping my grandparents move and her mm, parents. And so, really? but I looked like shit. Wow. Like I, that's what kind of brought it up is I was like, I'm going to be in the rain moving all day. And so we talked about it. It's very nice of her to say I'm beautiful. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everyone says you're beautiful, but a hard ass. I am a hard ass. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. Cause I don't feel like I come across that way to strangers or to other people. Just, just me. Just to you. <laughs> yeah. I just treat you that way, John. It's not just a big deal. Just a hard ass to you. No, I'm hard. I'm, I'm, I'm protective of like our clients and I'm protective of our I think agents. that's the best way to be. Yeah, you so, should be. Like, yeah, this this one contract that Jessica has, I don't, I know that this agent's really good. And so I'm like, no, we're going to be better. And I'm like so proud that we got them from 10,000 to you should. two. should, yeah. Like that's a, we, I knew, I knew that we had leverage. I knew they weren't going to terminate this contract. I knew there's no way. And he's kind of an asshole, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the the co-oping agent I kind of wanted to just like stick it to him. Yeah. <sighs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right. Um guys, what, what are we going to do? I saw someone say that they want us to start doing objection handlers at the end of it and I'm like, "Oh my gosh. We'll have to really plan ahead for those." <laughs> we will. I don't even think about them anymore. Like when I'm calling people? Yeah, they're second nature to you now. They are. That's it's good. just become so conversational. I love it. That's good. I love it. Um yeah, this guy, I was putting up a sign in his front yard today and, uh, and he was, we were talking about how, man, once I got off the phone with you, I just, I really knew you were the guy. And I was like, I know this, this guy's getting hustled with phone calls over and over and over again. So it made me feel pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah, Proud thanks. of you. Thanks. 
Yeah, that was a big win. I mean, even if it's overpriced, <laughs> you still got it. So It's overpriced with room to grow, okay? Okay. <laughs> Johnny's just like, I'll take any listing. And I'm like, I only will take underpriced listings. <laughs> and that's why I take listings. <laughs> yeah, that's why he does do that. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, I'm not going to deal with it. Well, I know that it's better to take an overpriced listing and have the discussion of price cutting than to not take a listing. I don't know. Uh, apparently our coach Jim felt the same way. He I, immediately I think said, it, yes. he just feels bad for you because I'm hard on you. So he's like, I'm just going to side with Johnny. <laughs> I, I think Jim is afraid to ask you to do anything. He might be. I think, I, I know he is. Are you kidding? Every time he's, well, I he asks you to do he, something, he's like, is she giving me daggers? I know. <laughs> Every he's single like, time. Yeah, that's so true. I think that he also is like trying to be sensitive of the fact that I'm pregnant and that no. I'm going to be, I do. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Is our coach scared of me? <laughs> I think he understands the working dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think he just is like, I think he is understanding that we are at a specific stage in our family mm-hmm. right now where like someone does have to be here with Liam. And if it's not you, it's going to be me. We have a nanny. For six hours, four days a week that we are probably losing. Our nanny is probably going to be getting a full-time job. So so if say, anyone wants to be a nanny, anyone, yeah. email us. Anyone want to come be a nanny and a real estate agent for us? DM uh, us. We've got an apartment, full apartment downstairs. That, that'll be open in January. Yep. <laughs> and then we'll have another baby. Cool. So come on, guys. <laughs> yep. Oh, if you're ready for chaos and two dogs. That this are, is the place. This, this house. I always say, I'm like, I live in a zoo. I just live in a zoo. You are a zookeeper. I am a zookeeper and a beekeeper. And a beekeeper. You are like buzzing in my ear all the time. What are you talking about? I'm so tired. I want to go take a nap. All right. Let these people go. (laughs) Well, we didn't ask a question. Mm. We didn't do a good question. August 28th. What's a good question? Um, What are we doing for Christmas? We're going to be here. Why? I mean. Can't we go to like Savannah or something fun? Well, we're going to be in Hilton Head the week before Christmas. So we'll be back here like a few days before Christmas. Do I get to dress up? Yes. Oh, yeah. I guess we yes. we can talk about that. Um, only if Liam doesn't listen. What? Only if Liam doesn't listen to the podcast. I don't think our child listens to our podcast. <laughs> he doesn't even know how to work our phones. Um, yeah. So for Christmas, the Swedish tradition is that Santa comes every Christmas Eve. That actually every... happens everywhere in the world. Does it? Santa comes to everyone's house. Yes. On Christmas Eve? That's how Christmas But that's works. where like... Everyone opens, we like in Sweden, they open all the presents Christmas Eve. Like there's no Christmas day. Oh, well, that's stupid. So it's different. I mean, it is a little different, but anyways, but Santa physically comes, knocks on the door. Like that's how it happens. And every year dad has gone to the store because dad forgot to buy milk. When stupid Santa comes. dad. You I think know. he'd figure Santa, it out. Yeah, every year. And so, so uh, Johnny has, I guess maybe we, we probably shouldn't say that with people on here because they may have kids in the car. But Santa comes to our house every single Christmas. And he's and fantastic. Liam is, every morning Liam wakes up now. Mm-hmm. I don't I think he must have seen it in a show, but he says, make cookies, Santa presents. He's figured every it morning. out. So the reason for the season. He's gonna be waiting a very long time for Santa to come because then Liam's gonna get to give Santa cookies and carrots. We really gotta him. work on um Santa's. Santa's, um, yeah. Get up. Yep. 
I I said that to Liam the other day. <laughs> I think we're I think we're at the stage where He's we have gonna to take figure it, it out. Yeah, we're gonna have to order some. Yeah, we won't go into that in case your kids are in the car. <laughs> All right. Uh, do I have a question? I don't, we don't really have a question. I guess that was no. Our I fun gave you fact. a question. What was your question? What are we doing for Christmas? Oh, well, yeah. I guess that was my answer. <laughs> Santa's coming. <laughs> you guys understand how this works here. What? I ask you a question, you get an answer. I don't even get a question. You don't get a question. No mm-hmm. questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> no questions for you. I don't know. Um, what's your favorite thing about being in the car with our child again for 10 hours? <laughs> uh, the iPad. That's true. The iPad We're is my favorite to thing. i head again to bring my grandparents more stuff. So mm-hmm. say... Say prayers for us, send positive vibes because we're going to be in the car again with our child, our toddler for 10 hours. <laughs> if anyone's in Hilton Head. Yeah, I have a friend who's going to be there, so we'll see her. None of you will even hear you this. You won't even know. Yeah, you won't Sorry. know. We'll already be back. <laughs> but, All right. But we'll be back in Hilton Head. So if anybody's listening from Hilton Head. Whoop, whoop. What if we have a Hilton Head listener? That would be so that would cool. Be so cool because we do want to buy a place in Hilton Head. And? Like I want to buy a place this year. Yeah, we, we'll need a... Um, a realtor out there because we're not licensed in South Carolina. Okay, we should just get licensed. See if we can transfer our license over. Might be cheaper. It might be cheaper. But then we have to get like lockbox keys set up. Do we? Yeah. Because actually, this is a fun fact. I learned this because our super boxes, we had two super boxes that we bought from somebody online from like Texas and they wouldn't transfer. And he said that Savannah is on a different system of Supra than we are and we're still in the same state so I'm sure Hilton Head's not on the same system anyways this is getting long and boring so yep. now yep. you guys know that we will sign off for the day whoop whoop are you gonna do it or am I gonna do it bye <laughs> <laughs>